Whether you want a laid-back trail to hit with friends or you're planning something more adventurous, All Trails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here in downtown Los Angeles. Hey, yo, I see you, man. Brought to you by Sean Porter Promotions. Hey, yo, Sean Porter, hold tight. We coming out there. Live from Los Angeles. Hey, yo, put your headphones on, man. You heard the man? Put your headphones on. Hey, homie. I'll be the one with the rolly on. Hey, <clears throat> KP says stop hating on my man. I said that. He said, KP says stop hating on Ace Boogie. Let the song Oh, you talking play. to everybody else? Yeah, no, nah, he talking to y'all. He said, he said, tell them knuckleheads <laughs> to stop hating on Ace Boogie and let the song when, play. When do we hate on them? <laughs> I mean, we pat, we speak for the fans. If the fans are yeah. that we were just voicing, we're just the platform for them. But <laughs> we speak for the people. Yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Oh, here we, here I, here no, we I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't. It's yeah. not bad, but I don't love it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I was like, I I thought I, I thought you said something kind of. No, it's it, it is what it is. Yeah, it serves it serves its purpose. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It does. I would yes, prefer Ray Cash on there, but you know what are you gonna do? <laughs> nah, you can't say he's trying to pimp in his own mind. Nah, okay, take that. <laughs> hey, he's bumping his music though. Bumping my <laughs> music. Oh, oh hey, okay, okay, yes, sir. Hey, That's man, what's up? what can I get a song? Carson can get Ray Cash. Uh, don't don't mute me. I know. <laughs> now I'm not gonna meet you. Oh, when well, you see the head go from here to there, you say, yeah, "All right, yeah. here go." Mute me. I even know I was muted. I watched last week. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Porterway Podcast. Showtime, Sean Porter, Sean Zito, Zaitel, right there, drinking on his water. We got uh, Aunt Bernard back from Zion, fresh off of Zion. Yeah, Carson yeah. A. Merck. That's my guy for life. Ant was out there. He was out there in a, a cover wagon, and I don't yeah, know what the hell was going on. Yeah, it was, it hold was up, wild, what? Man. A covered wagon, like an old Sh- school? Yeah, it looked like, like he was in the Oregon Trail. Yeah, like on the Western. Sean, one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, the first night you rented it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. You thought about what? This road is wild. Hey, the first night it got windy. It was snowing, but we made it, baby. Hold we up, y'all it. stayed in that. Yeah. What? Oh. Hey, we'll insert the video. I, I, Hold I up. said I told her I said you want to send video to Sean. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm gonna do it. Even if you ain't say that, I still was gonna do it. Anytime you go somewhere, I'm like, I'm like, all right, let me hit up, let me hit her up and get some get some footage. Imagine so imagine sending a getting your stimulus check and spending it on buying a covered wagon. Hey, hey man, that check just that check just hit my account. Hey, what do we think we should get? I don't know. Cover wagon. <laughs> hey, it's called yeah. They got tents, wagons, villas. It's called Zion Wildflower Resort in Zion. Hey man, they also we had a. Uh, it has power, so people are worried. Power, and it's a king size bed with two bunk beds in there. So like, Sean, your whole family been good. And what? In the, in, the in the wagon. In the wagon. Oh, in the wagon. Yeah, I know. When I opened that door, I was like, dang. Hold up. Does like the wagon move? Is it mobile? <laughs> it's like an RV. I'm tripping now. Yeah. There's no like horses pulling the wagon. The no, wagon I'm saying. Is stable. Those are extra. The, yeah, the wagon is, is it's in one spot. We're going to insert videos. Yeah, no, nah, Sean, the wagon's in one spot. Like, there was a wagon next to me, probably like. You know, fifty yards—not even at twenty yards. You know, COVID protocol. 
fuck, 20 yards away. I don't think that was COVID, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it was a whole resort, man. Yeah, they were out Hey, there. man, y'all should go. Y'all should go check it out, man. So, so hey, you, If you, you want to go there, uh, hit us up in the comments. Sean Porter will sponsor your family of 10. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Better him than me. Order, not the town. <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah. No, hey, yeah, we're not specify with Sean. Hey, we're not sponsored, but you, you got. But, go but you got to have a family of ten, because who really yeah, has a family of ten out there? Hey, that's true. So you got. It's got to be a family of ten. of ten. I was not on it, and I was like, well, you know, <laughs> family of ten. Yeah. It was out there, out there in the snow. I, we were we were heated up by some boxing last night. It was a busy night. Yeah, I got I got a chance to you know put on the phone. Real keep quick. having these. Keep having these double fight cards, man. I'm not a fan. The timing wasn't horrible on the one yesterday. Yeah. But. Every 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 time it happens, I'm like, why does boxing do this to us? You know? Hey, listen, before we get into last night, I want to do this real yeah. quick so that uh everybody knows Ring City USA is coming back Thursday night, this coming week. We're down there in Puerto Rico again. We got some we got a great lineup for y'all. I want to give everybody the card real quick. So they know how to tune in. We will start off on twitch.tv. Uh, you go to twitch.tv and you just type in Ring City USA and it will come up. We're live, twitch.tv. First fight, Edwin Valentin, who is uh, 9-0 with 8 KOs against Hector Moringa. 7-14 uh, and 14 with 4 KOs. That's an upside down record. Eww. Uh, we got Angel Acosta, <laughs> 21 and 2, 21 KOs. He's from Puerto Rico. Uh, <laughs> Alberto uh, Mendoza, 17 and 9, 8 KOs. He's from the States. Uh, then we have a main event on twitch.tv. Uh, Maricela Cornejo, 13 and 4 with 5 KOs against yep. Alma Abreja. Seven and one with four KOs. That's from Mexico. So that's pretty much that's the that's that's the warm up. And then we go live on NBCSN. I don't think that everybody knows where to find the fights right now. NBCSN is where that the is fights for are. NBC Sports Network. There you go. Uh, you think of Fernando Vargas Jr. Down there in uh, Puerto Rico about a week or two ago. Yeah, let me let me, uh, let me finish it and then we'll and then yeah. we'll we'll talk. Let's wrap about uh, Fernando real quick. Let me finish up. Uh, Joe Ward two on one against Marco Delgado. Delgado. Uh, Jose Martinez twenty one and one versus uh, Israel Gonzalez twenty five and four. And then the main event, which is the fight that I don't want anybody to miss, Alberto. Machado, who's 22 and 2 with 18 KOs against Angel Fierro, uh 17 and 1 with 13 KOs. And I here's the thing. I know right now one thing that's working against Ring City USA is the fact that people aren't familiar with the names of these guys that are fighting. But I said it last week and I also I'm gonna say this again as well. I I work I I work for NBC and Essentially, I work for Ring City USA because they're the ones doing the promotions on NBC. But nobody says, hey, make sure you promote our fight. Nobody has ever told me 
make sure you say this or say that, get people to watch. I'm doing this all on my own because I'm seeing what's what I hoped was was what I would see way back in August when we first started talking uh, to NBC. They're putting on some exciting fights, and it's it's really everything I in 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 in. To pack it all in, everything is going according to plan. They're putting on exciting fights, these uh, these uh, these matchups and these styles that these guys are coming to the ring with have made some exciting nights on NBCSN. So I don't want anybody to miss it. You got the the pregame on Twitch.tv. Sorry, I don't have the time, but then you also have the aftergame. Back on Twitch.tv. So when you're done with NBCSN, you can come back to Twitch.tv and and check us uh, check us out talking about the fights and the night and all that kind of stuff. Um, don't miss these fights, and specifically, don't miss Machado versus Fierro because those two dudes are some bangers. I didn't know nothing about them. I wasn't excited to watch film on them, but I got to watch it to get ready. And I'm like, yo, this is this is going to be a banger. I said, yo, I don't want anybody to miss this. So make sure y'all tune in, catch the fights, NBCSN this Thursday night. Um, and then let's move forward real quick. Oh, NBCSN. Yes, sir. For DirecTV providers, <laughs> channel 220, this network, 159. You can also download that. Bingo. NBCSN. Sports. See, and watch all live events. I need to yeah. be paying. Just to get the numbers up. I need to be I got my guy numbers. back. I got your back, my man. You know. Hey, uh, did you did you happen to see his fight, um, Sean? Fernando? No, no, that's why I wanted to. I saw you know a couple posts on his IG page, but not the full fight. So I was wondering what you thought. I'm I'm very excited for him, and I'm excited for his dad, uh, Fernando Junior. He's got a really good head on his shoulders. Uh, he started late in the game. Uh, but very athletic. One thing I didn't know about him that I found out when I was down there, I think last week, is that he played uh, AAU um, basketball. Oh, he nice. And 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 that was like that was like yo, listen, my son was the only Mexican on an all black team. <laughs> my son's an athlete, so I knew Let what he know. could do in the boxing ring if he if he developed himself. And uh, so I was like, I was like, whoa, well, why didn't you follow basketball? He said, man, I just have a strong love for boxing and basketball just really, you know, it, it kind of ran its course. But boxing is what I want to do. I'm like, boom, there it is. And a lot like me, his dad didn't physically or, or, or mentally say, hey, this is something you need to do. This is something you got to do. And his dad never got in his face or anything like that at all. He just decided to take that wrong on his own. And. I, same thing with me, and I think when you have a heart to do something, I think that that adds to it. Uh, opposed to if you feel pressure to do it, or if you feel there's an expectation to do it. Um, right now, he is two and zero, two KOs, and as you would expect, Sean, I don't, I don't remember the the. I, I think the guy he fought might have been one and two, but he, you know, he he he's not in the ring with a killer or anything like that. Nobody was going to take his head off. But like I, I talked to him after the fight. I said, "Hey, man, I." I saw what I wanted to see out of you tonight. He felt like he was wild. I said, "Hey, you weren't wild." I said, "You know, uh, you just got to get keep going, you know. And the more you get into the into pro fights, the more comfortable you'll feel." I said, "Right now, you just feel a little. It's a little bit of anxiety and things like that going on. So after the fact, when it when it's all over, you're feeling like you you could have done so much better." I said, "But man, I could see that you were thinking in the ring, and I could see that you were listening to your dad in the ring." Uh, your, your combinations and your punches—they look crisp, a lot crisper than you than you thought. This is so. Don't be too hard on yourself. 
Uh, but, you know, to 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 keep it plain and simple, it was a one-round fight. Uh, no, no, no. I think it was a two-round fight. Two-round fight. And um, and the and the dude he was fighting was had a little bit of resistance, but you know Fernando was able to navigate his it, way. And, and it get went one knockout. or two rounds, or it, it was scheduled rounds. for one or two no, no, rounds. No, 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 no. We don't schedule fights for two rounds. It went two rounds. That's what I was like. I was I like, hey, that, yeah. if, if, they're, if they're scheduling one round fights, that is intense. Like, hey, good I, luck. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. yeah. Handle your business. One round quickly. to make this happen. Yeah. Good luck. So yeah, man. Yeah. I just want everybody out there tune in. No I'm I'm specifically excited for Twitch TV, Twitch TV because it gives me an opportunity, gives us opportunity. I I've always watched a lot of other sports, and I've always saw other sports have you know after game shows and all that kind of stuff. So it kind of gave me that feeling the other week when we did it. You know, we're standing up right there in front of the cameras, just talking boxing, and it gave me that you know uh, post game type of type of feeling so i want everybody yeah. to tune into that because i think that's going to get more no fun as well back down to puerto rico this week coming yeah yeah Forget let's move on to last night man because last residence. night was tight say man, no 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 oh you know what though i did yeah, before no, we get to last night yeah go ahead y'all want to honor the the great oh no we'll do it at the end okay i got yeah, you we'll do it at go the ahead. end yeah, he and he was definitely honored last night. Well, but yeah, yeah we get to that. Right. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, this is your showtime. Do we do we start on showtime? Let's do it. Let's start with showtime. Terrell <laughs> <laughs> Gachet holding it down for Cleveland. Yeah, Jam- quick work of Jamonte Clark. Jamonte Clark, he 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 can't really take a punch. I hope that doesn't sound too bad, but he yeah, you he's just, got you just threw it out there. Okay, There's no, yeah, I mean he's got he's got it all. It's just, you know, kind of the, I think the missing link for him is being able to stand up, you know, when guys touch him. Uh, great, uh, great counter, counter left it was from, uh, from, from Terrell Gosha. But at the same time, hey, Carson, how you say his name? Gosha or Gosha? Gosha. Gosha. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dude, have my life. <laughs> and the uh, best is you mix it up. Yeah. You know, like Gosha, yeah, yeah, then you're yeah. like Gosha. Yeah. Gosha. <laughs> But now he held it down. It was an all Ohio matchup. I thought that was exactly what uh, Terrell needed. Yeah. At this point in his career, you know, I think guys, we've talked about this on the podcast. You know, you take a loss or you take a draw, and people are writing you off and things like that. He's he's taken a couple of losses and 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 also has had a draw recently, and so you know he's at that point now where even putting him in against Jamonte Clark, a younger guy, it's like, hey, can you can you make it over this threshold? And if not, this is where we're going to keep you, you know. So he not only made it over that threshold, but he did it in spectacular form. And I yeah. think he he brought more life to his career moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, those are the performances that can always do that. If you have a spectacular knockout or just you know great performance, it can kind of vault you up. And then the next fight was oh, it was. Uh, what did you think about the stoppage? I'm sorry to cut you off. You no, think I, about I thought it was a good stoppage. Well, don't yeah. cut him off then. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was good. No, I thought, I thought it was a good stoppage. At first, I thought it was premature. Looked at the replay, I was like, "No, the co- the the ref made the right decision." Yeah. A lot of times, guys, even though they get up, they beat the count and all that, the ref is right there. He knows if that guy is truly there or not. You know, so yeah. These- I always err on that. We've mentioned, but I always err on that side. Yeah. I understand it's kind of anti-boxing yeah. fan, but yeah. I'm always. Yeah. I would prefer an early stoppage than a late one. Yeah. But yeah. Um, was it that was was Isak Cruz the next fight on yeah. there? Yeah. That was that was an interesting fight, man. I didn't know 
What was his name? Isak Cruz? Isak Cruz and uh, oh. Matias Romero. That's his real name? Mm-hmm. It sounds like Isaac, but... Uh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, okay. It, he, <laughs> he's built like a fire hydrant, Isak Cruz, or Geodude for any Pokemon fans. Uh-huh. He looks like his whole body is muscle. Like Geodude. I feel like his head is muscle. Uh-huh. Like He's got a big, like, he's just yoked up. And That was my I, first time I, seeing I, him, too. I think that was that was uh, at least the second time because I saw him stop uh, Magdaleno uh, oh, okay. last year. Uh-huh. But I didn't know how they were going to score that fight. I was actually very curious when the scorecards were going to come back because Romero was clearly fighting more from the outside. He threw more punches from the outside. Um, and Cruz, especially early, seemed to be forcing it a little bit mm-hmm. where he was just kind of trying to bull rush in and then try to land one of those big shots, mm-hmm. and he really couldn't. He had some low blows. He had some holding. It was kind of an odd fight overall, but uh, Cruz got the win. I was surprised to see uh, Romero's resistance and and how strong he was able to hold up because Cruz was coming on strong. uh, A lot, you know, and guys who who throw those winging overhands and those big hooks like the way uh, Cruz was last night, I'm cringing like, oh, don't get hit by that one, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But he was he stood up and and delivered his own. Yeah. 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 there, there was some wor- uh, wondering. If Sean, could take, be- your, take your coat off. You're at home, oh, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Stay a while. Are you, are you cold? <laughs> no, you, I just thought it. Oh. You got a stain on your shirt. Put your coat back on. No. That's, you're see, good. See, see, that's why. <laughs> that's why I was on, Sean. You got you to gotta trust me on these things. <laughs> Shut the heck up, Sean. <laughs> I, I thought it was like the George Costanza, like the Gore-Tex coat. But- hey, All right. <laughs> hey, Sean, worst kind of worst, man. Turn your shirt inside out, baby. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Continue what you were saying, though. <laughs> Before the show, you know, things can, yeah, it happens. Things can, can happen, Sean. Yeah. Hey, you got a family, you got babies, man. Yeah, you got babies. Don't worry about that. That's all it is, is baby throw up. I've been yeah. there. Oh, oh, yeah, me and Carson don't know what that's. Yeah. Like. I'm, I might drop I've that seen, baby. I've seen I might some drop things, that baby. I'm a- yeah, I might drop a baby throw up on me. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Sean. My bad. No, 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 no. I Just that, you know, there was <laughs> there was some wondering, you know, heading into that fight if Esau Cruz could be like a an X factor in the lightweight division. You know, maybe sneak up on a Tiafimo or a Devin Haney. Oh. Uh, I know he's a mandatory for one of them right now, but uh, he from what, what what Romero was able to do to him last night, I think it shows that you know. He's a huge underdog against someone like Haney or Lopez, but he would fill in as as a as an in between fight from one of those guys really nicely, like Tia mm-hmm. Peoples having with Cambosis. Mm-hmm. So we we definitely got a a good a good perspective of where Cruz really stands in the division. I think we learned maybe he's not really a a big he's not really a true true threat threat to the top guys, but he'd be a good in between fight. While they're staying busy, yeah, and he's going to be action too. So it's not, right. not like he's he's one of those guys that's going to be a boring fight, even if it's one sided to an extent. It's I'm still my back on. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> but but at least it, at least it's going to be action. But uh, and then so I, my my main takeaway from the main event, and you guys correct me if if I'm speaking out of turn here. So I thought the commentary was very unfair to Ronald Ellis. Also, I I thought they. I mean, obviously, David Benavidez is the guy you're promoting. I completely understand that as sports in general. But Ellis would do, like, some nice things in there. He was not – he didn't have a bad fight yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. it was one, it was 
David Benavidez controlled the fight as we expected, but Ellis would land like three punches and Benavidez would land one and they would comment on Benavidez and completely ghost past Ellis. And I was like, okay. I think if that's a part of the psychology when you go into these fights, which is the same problem that a lot of these judges have. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to speak on it. And I've, I've said this to you guys before, at least I think I have where leading into a fight, especially a major fight, judges should not be watching fights of the guys that they're going to be judging. Because what you see in those fights that you may watch prior to the fight will will get your mind uh, conditioned to what you expect to see in the fight. So the same thing with last night. You expect Ronald Ellis to be there in the beginning of the fight, but you expect as the fight to continue for him to fade away and for it to become more David Benavidez. This is what we expect. Yeah. It didn't really happen that way. However, I agree was with tough. you. I thought I thought that the, the 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 commentary started to go in the way that they thought the fight was supposed to go, and so I think that you know it's that's just a part of the psychology that comes along and, with boxing. And, it, and it's not to say that David Benavidez didn't have a great fight, and it's not to say that Ronald Ellis was winning the fight or even anything to that extent. I just felt like you're you're allowed to, and also from my perspective, if you don't hype up Ellis or give him his credit, it almost takes away some credit from Benavidez. Because if you're not highlighting anything that Ellis is doing, it's just like Benavidez in there with some bum and he's he's smoking him. But if you're like, oh, Ellis, you know, he's doing this. It's not saying, oh, Benavidez got hit with a few shots. He's he's terrible. It's just it's a fight and it happens. But yeah, Carson, he got hit with some big shots, too. Yeah, he's there to get hit. Yeah, Ellis got got hit a little bit. Yeah, that's that's that kind of. Yeah, and and I thought Ellis, I I thought he was all right. Rounds especially, he was really those last two three rounds. You could almost argue that didn't need to go on. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Benavidez, that dude, he he throws some combinations, man. And 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 it was a great performance. It was a David Benavidez performance. It was probably not as dominant as a lot of people expect, but. Uh, I think Ronald Ellis was a major part of that. Obviously, takes two to tango, but mm-hmm. yeah, Benavidez, man, when he when he sits there and fires off some of those, you know, four or five punch combos, you're like, damn, man, that eleven round, I wanted to stop thirty seconds before that. I'm like, come <laughs> on, man, this is he's not gonna win. Yeah, how about the well, corner? Forty five punches landed to zero. I've never, yeah, seen I seen that. that at the end. I've never seen that. Yeah. Before. How about his corner that said uh, <laughs> Ellis's that said, "I'm giving you one more round." And that was like, yeah, keep on going. It's one of those things you and don't. He said, "How I do? I did get better, yeah. right?" Yeah, and he right. was like, no, yeah. "No, man, get the hell out of here." <laughs> I thought it was gonna be funny if he just admitted that he lied the, the round before. If he was like, "I was just bull, I was just bull jiving you." Now you're good. Go ahead and, and keep it rolling. But uh, now it, it was an interesting fight. It was a good fight. I didn't see that. He didn't still look better than ever. Although. Uh, I thought he looked great. But one thing, though, he did look a little skinny at 168 pounds. He was so determined to make the weight and prove a point to everybody for, for all the shit. You know, everybody talks a lot. Some of it deserved for losing his title on the scales. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as great as he looked, he looked a little thin to me. And I do think David's if he's not already, he's becoming a light heavyweight who's boiling down to 168 pounds. And I think I think kind of like Canelo when he moved up from 54 to 60 and 68, I think he's going to go to maybe even another level when he moves up at 75. He's already the mandatory for Arthur Betterbiev. Hmm. So, you know, the best fights for him at 68 money-wise with Caleb and Canelo, but 
I, I do want to tell him if you can't make the weight and be 100% David Benavidez, you might want to consider just cashing in your title shot at 75 where you'll be comfortable. Right. Uh, but, but that said, his defense and his reflexes look better than ever last night. He's always been an offensive juggernaut. You know, he's, he's up there, the top two, three, four, five offensive fighters in the game. Like he's, you mentioned it, Carson, like his combinations. And it's rare to have a guy shoot off combinations with real speed and power, you know, at an elite level in both areas. So he might be my favorite fighter to watch in boxing. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if David's losing a round, I'm going to call around 10-9 for the other guy. So I don't yeah. want the fans to get it mixed up. Sure. Like me, the boxing fan and not the journalist, he might be my favorite fighter right now because he's just he, – he looks like he might become that rare fighter. Marvin Hagler was one of them, you know, rest in peace, the marvelous Marvin, who's truly one of the crowd-pleasing fighters in boxing mm-hmm. while also being one of the elite fighters in boxing. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Sean's been there too, and that's, mm-hmm. that's rare. So – Hey. I think. <laughs> hey, Sean. We, we, Sean, we yeah, go ahead. Carson. Uh, I, was gonna say, I think he's the go. best fight for. Can- I think him and Canelo is the is the best fight for the fans in boxing that Canelo can make. Although I get it, he shot himself in the foot by getting stripped of the title. But mm-hmm. it says a lot about David Benavides that the minute he got stripped, Canelo said, "I want to be undisputed." So, David's SP, a bad, go, bad boy. SP, go into the weight real quick. So I'm. I'm Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think David said that he made weight or was on weight four days ahead of the weigh-in. He was, Carson. I've seen on Instagram. Is that what do you think about that, Sean? Is that is that too early to be to be right on weight? Well, you got to consider with the times with the epidemic, and you can't really yeah. work out like that. I, I I'm heavy set, so <laughs> I'm not the one to ask you. But SP, oh, yeah, yeah. is it is it, it something? Is he it, was it I, too early to be right there? It all depends on the fighter and how that protocol goes. Kind of going back to my fight with Ugas, I was about a, I think a pound over or a pound and a half or something like that over. And after the after I made weight the second time, all the cameras in front of my face, I said, "Hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> it's never going to happen again." What happened was I did not follow my protocols the way I should have, and I started some things a little late, and I didn't get it all off in time. I may wait. It's all over. If if a guy knows how to manage his weight up all the way up until, you 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 can be a pound overweight going to sleep the, the, the night before the weigh-in and wake up on weight. It all depends on what your protocols are. and I don't know if these guys know these tricks and things like that, but... I go to sleep the, the night before weigh-in with the heat on. I cover I, I cover up, I wake up, and I'm a pound and a half underweight. You know what I mean? And I'm eating before the weigh-in. You know, it all depends. When you got a guy like ben, Benavidez who's missed weight, I think now twice, right? Mm-hmm. And now the pressure's on him. You know, now he's seeing that everybody is questioning whether or not he can make weight, you know. And so his pride is telling him, his, his pride is like, yo, I'm going to do it now so so that everybody can just shut up about it. So four days before the weigh-in, he's posting that he's on weight. That was his pride telling him, like, do it and show everybody that it, that that I'm good, you know. It wasn't necessary, but when you see a guy who is on weight maybe four days before the fight or so, now he's now he's eating the minimum so that he doesn't go any higher. He's eating the minimum. And now the body is starting to eat at itself. And now you see a guy who's, who looks a little thinner in the ring than he did previously. It could be because he cut weight 
uh, and got there too soon. And now his body starts to kind of eat at his muscle and things like that in order to basically in order to survive. I, I guarantee you when he hit 168, if that was four days before the fight, he's like, I'm not doing nothing else. I don't want to train anymore. I don't want to eat because I don't want to work to get it off. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to be in his, in his body. I, I forget the term, but his body might have done a little bit of that um, to to uh, adjust to the to the new weight that he was at. Do you guys do you guys agree with with Sean that the Benavidez is the best fight for Canelo? Because I actually disagree. What I, agree. I think it's Caleb. I agree. I've been a big I, I, agree with Sean. I, I, I agree with Sean Zytel from Fight uh, Hype. I just I think. I think the style that can give Canelo problems is not Benavidez because Benavidez is going to walk you down. He's going to throw combinations. He is he's slick defensively, but not like I don't think he's on Caleb's level defensively. I think and that, so. I think if Caleb movement wise could give him trouble, I Benavidez think, I don't think could. I think that Benavidez will be in trouble against Canelo. I don't know if he has learned enough in the ring to be able to defend everything that Canelo is going to is going to bring. Because Canelo's bringing it all offensively and defensively, you know. So I I I feel the same way you do, Carson. I feel that a guy who can move, a guy who can be defensive, make Canelo miss, and and get Canelo to what we call open up, start yeah. to drop his hands. Maybe it's because his frustration, or maybe it's because you know he's just talking to himself. Anything like that. Anything when when you get a guy to get outside of themselves, then you may have a chance to uh, capitalize. And so I, I I feel the same way you do, Carson. I know a lot of people, including my dad, don't feel that way. I think my dad would would uh, would bet that um, Benavidez is a better fight uh, for Canelo than than um. Hey, than, uh, Sean, Sean, quick, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. I'm glad you uh, did because I forgot I forgot his name. I no, forgot I'm Caleb's saying, name. But you, <laughs> what, you know, we we seen this with the BS of boxing last night with the judges. Caleb can't really be his slick on the back foot, come get me type deal that night. He might have to go get him and take it. Otherwise, he may lose the fight. You see what I'm saying? He will have to get up in there and get in the fire. That's what I feel. Yeah. I feel like you know when with your fights, I feel like sometimes you got to get in and get in the fire. Otherwise. You you're you already can, the judges already feel like you. Don't can move. you beat Canelo like that though? But can you beat Canelo? Can you just jab? jab I thought jab I thought Laura beat Canelo, but yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, I like going, a, I'm just saying, going all the way back to what I said when we started the show in terms of the psychology of when you watch fights. These these he's judges. Floyd Mayweather boxing now. He wasn't on that level back then. Who? True. Very very true. I just I think that movement from Caleb gives him more trouble than Benavidez's offense. And one thing to mention about Benavidez, which I think is somehow overlooked, we give this new generation like Tiafimo and all these guys absolutely their credit when it's needed. You realize how old David Benavidez is? 24. Yeah. Right. One year older than Tiafimo. Yeah. I think people yeah. – hey, Carson, people probably really think he's like 28, 30. Because he was a title holder so young. Yeah. And, and, and then even since then, he's obviously lost his title a couple ways outside of the ring. But same thing I was with, sitting there yesterday. I was like, that's crazy. Same thing with Canelo. Canelo's a lot, a lot younger than he than he seems and it's because yeah. he's been on top for so long. Yeah. yeah. I, I, just don't, I just don't know if you can beat – I, I Benavidez is so good offensively. I just don't know. I don't know if that's how you can beat Canelo. I don't think you can sit there and, and throw with that guy because I think Canelo is better than Benavidez defensively and offensively. I think mm-hmm. defensively, Caleb and Canelo can kind of be, you know, right there with each other. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like Caleb hasn't fought the right opposition to just go fight a Canelo right now. And you might not I think be wrong him and Benavides need to fight, and the winner gets Canelo. I do not that's, disagree. That's who I feel it should go. Yeah, but I don't disagree. With I that think Caleb's just going to sit back and wait for uh, Canelo. And and what if uh, Canelo does him like Floyd did Amir Khan? Then what happens? <laughs> then yeah. what happens? Him and David Benavides, right? I, you know, yep. you, think, you got to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, Carson, like you mentioned, a lot of people thought uh, Lara beat Canelo. I think where Caleb would have to look at that tape, and, and we're talking about would the judges give it to him, I think you got to fight the best fight you can fight possible and, and let the judges That's play true. out however That's they're going to play out. But, yeah. you know, he's got to look at where Lara maybe should have stepped on the gas and threw an extra combination here or there. He decided mm-hmm. to keep his movement going. That that's where Plant has to learn from Lara is he has to he has to win some of these rounds with conviction and and uh, push push his foot on the pedal where Lara was was a little safety first at times. So how how do you think we mentioned Plant and Benavidez and they they both fight not too far apart from each other and both obviously get wins, not impressive like show out dominant performances from either of them in my opinion. Not fighting the best opposition either. I, well, that, that I think makes it even worse. Stoppage. You know, I, I'll give Benavides the edge over Caleb's because you know when you get the guy out of there, yeah, you always get some extra points for that. Uh, them not looking, spe- I think Caleb actually. You talked about, uh, or, or what was it? Uh, Ant said he doesn't know if he's faced the best opposition for in getting ready for Canelo. He he probably onto something there because I saw Caleb not regress his last fight, but look flat, like against Feigen Boots, Mike Lee. Uzkadagi, he was on fire, clicking on all cylinders. Then this is his second or third fight in a row now against what we would call lower opposition. And and it it's it's like, you know, what it not quite regressed, but flat, you know. And no excuses, oh, but we do have to remind ourselves that he hurt his hand relatively early in that fight right. against Caleb Truex. And and I know that to be true because I've seen him. And I know that, you know, his hand was hurt. That that always changes the game plan. It always changes your your uh you, 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 the way you fight and um you know you you basically have to kind of adjust to the situation and maybe even make it through you know and 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 again it's funny how we're saying that he made it through even though he won 12 rounds consecutively and we're talking about mm-hmm. he made it through you know uh i think if anything we we had the expectation that he could take care of Caleb Truex if not early or the middle or the late half of the fight uh, and then when that didn't happen, we're all like, eh. but I don't think it was a terrible performance. I think it was huh. more of a. I don't think either B, was bad. More no, of a I B, still think low B. Bad as boys outside of Canelo, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, along with Canelo, uh-huh. yeah. uh, I think yeah, we gotcha. all feel like these guys are not on their level. Yeah, all of their opponents. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, oh, on, on, on Benavides. On the they fought. Yeah, they I would like agree. Caleb and Plant, uh, Plant and Benavides. Just I thought. Their I thought both were good performances potentially special great performance i just don't think they were like elite like whoa man we really that was a statement like what tank did to santa cruz yeah Yeah, like why you didn't even bring that back up man (laughs) it just wasn't something that that really caught our eye but uh no i think there's there's some fights to be made up there they're both here and fighting each other would win the winner that pushed them over the top as this clear number one you know top guy to fight canelo but you know not how box is working. So what? What about the Charlo? He got to throw him in there because you know him and Caleb is bumping heads, bumping gums right now. Yeah, Benavidez also do? called him out. Yeah, so, yeah. not Caleb. 
you Benavides, might better beat us. Yeah, yeah I love I love Charlo, but you know, at 30 years old, you would I would have liked to have seen him face better competition at this point. You know, I really do love Charlo. He's such a good fighter. I he I don't think he'll have a lot of problems moving up to 68. He's a big guy, so I'm I'm just saying it's time to yeah. stop talking and, and to fight the best. You know, yeah. And, yeah. It's so, that point in in career. Like I think Benavides said, like I'm 24. You guys are 30, 28, 30 I, years old. Yeah. You guys gotta go. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm still gonna be here for a minute. Well, then let's throw a wrench in it because okay, you, you if, going to 168? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but if, if Benavides has called out Jamal Charlo, is that a fight that you want to see more yeah. or less yeah. than a yeah. fight with Caleb Plant? Plant number one. Yeah, I want I that want fight. See Caleb. Yeah. I, I, big, I would take I would fight, take either. Man. Like they're both at the same Look, level for me. I'd take either. I wouldn't say the same level. I would uh-huh. absolutely take either of them, but uh-huh. I would have plant somewhat comfortably ahead of the of the Charlo fight. For me, well, I'm fight, sitting back watching does, either or. I don't it doesn't matter to me. That fight does number pay per view and and a stadium sales. The build up would be great too, because they've been talking trash to each other for years. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. the most personal fight in boxing right now, probably. Yeah, it could be. Benavides versus Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. That I could think of. Yeah. But, but a Charlo fight is great, whether it's Canelo. Well, not Canelo. <laughs> I mean, whether it's Caleb and Charlo or Benavides and Charlo, I'm down. For, you throw, we talk about those lower weights where you can just kind of throw the guys up there. Canelo, Charlo, Benavides, Plant, just kind of throw those guys, mm-hmm. make the matchups. You know, Mugu can make a move to sixty-eight, right? Love to see him in there too. But. Man, would would I would I would I would I? Come on, man! Don't man, get me going! I, Don't get me I, going, man. man! You know, Sean, I worry <sighs> that in five years we look back. And, nah, man, I'm getting him on the nah, podcast nah, next right, week. Right. Come on, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he ghosted us before. Yeah, I got. I'm, I'm about, getting him on a podcast next I'm week. I'm talking about everybody ghosted him. Like, oh, true. he never gets a big one. Yeah. Like, yeah. they really hold. My, he really gets his shut up. <laughs> yeah. How? Yeah. How is that possible that he can't get a big fight? And like, and I, I think possible? I think people don't know enough of him, so that you know, just and style wise, it's not like. Oh no no no! The boxers they don't want they don't want to deal with the style. Yeah, you I'm know? saying even from like a fan perspective, like it's not. Oh, a, yeah, you're not like oh man, I can't wait to see him fight. Yeah, as a boxing purist, you like yeah. his skill, but Be- you know what? Because as a boxing purist, you 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 love the skill, but the style, the way he uses his skill, it's like you really can't l- l- like name anybody else who fights the way Boo Boo Andretti Andre fights. And I think that a lot of fighters looking at that and they're like, I just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. You know, I, I did it. When I was in amateurs, I did not want to deal with that. And he fights he's got Liam Williams next. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. You can't give him no advice because you kinda got the same issue. Like, I don't I want to fucking fight Sean Porter. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I Sean, know people but- saying that. Yeah, but Sean's an action fighter, so people like people want Sean to fight. Like when Sean and and Bud go back and forth, people are like, "Hell yeah, I want to see Sean Porter." He always brings it. Boo Boo, it's not. They're like, okay. But for a minute, there was just like, "Oh, he's a football player. All he does is headbutt." He had to like he he had to flip it on. He had to flip people (laughs) to get him to really true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people didn't want to see him. I I think more people have bought in than not now to this point, but. 
you know, I, I still I wanted to ask Sean a question, but and I'm going to ask it. But I still think that there's another level for me to get to. But I got to be in the ring with greatness to get there. You know, Sean, you said that you thought that if um, Benavidez moved up to like heavyweight, you would you could see him going to another level. Like, what would you what what changes with him going up to one to like heavyweight? Hey, hey, Sean, one thing they put in the chat, the producers, he's planning on staying at 168 for another three more years. He said after the fight. Yeah, just want to just throw it out there. Well, hypothetically. <laughs> yeah, hypothetically. And that's great mentality for David to have because <laughs> he, he really wants to stay at 68. So, you know, there's no way he'll get Canelo or Caleb at 75 or Charlo. Oh, so no, 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 no. He's having the right mind state in yeah. terms of I'm committed, I want to stay 68. But just from what I'm seeing, he, he just looked thin to me. Yeah. And it looked like, you know, this kid could really use a move up to 75. I just think – I think of fighters um, early in their careers who are making weights that they really weren't destined for. Uh, Canelo at 54, De La Hoya at 35, and, and and guys like that. And you could just see their frame when they moved up in weight. It just did a lot for them. Yeah. And so I just think of Canelo – that jump Canelo made when he moved up from 54 fighting guys like, like Liam Smith and – and uh, Miguel Cotto, and then all of a sudden he moved up to 60 for those two Golovkin fights, and you could just see his body, you know, round out into a better shape, and Mm -hmm. his stamina got better. Although David's been throwing 70 punches around, but I just think the word is, you know, he's going to blossom at 175, and he's going to be even better than he was. The the David Benavidez, you know, when we look back 10 years from now and fans are looking at his career, they're going to be like, his real prime came when Mm -hmm. he moved up kind of the 75 that's mm-hmm. just how i i'm starting I to see it for him i got you so yeah i don't i don't think i disagree Let's yeah he move. can make me 175 hot because it's kind of boring <laughs> i think he could beat arthur better bf maybe yeah, even yeah, in his yeah. first fight there you mm-hmm. know because you know as strong as better bf is coming forward into the buzzsaw that david has offensively you know i i think he could win that fight mm-hmm. but if you ask him about that fight he he's he he makes me pump the brakes on it. He's like, mm-hmm. hold on, Arthur Betterbeev is is freakishly strong. He's like caveman strong. So yeah, don't, don't throw me in the ring with him just yet. You yeah. know, <laughs> give me some damn time. <laughs> but I might just my point with him in seventy five is if you know with how personal the Caleb Plant fight is, don't take that fight if you feel like you're losing five to ten percent of yourself cutting down that last. 10 pounds or whatever it is mm-hmm. of weight because mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't want to lose that fight and then have excuses afterwards even mm-hmm. if they're legitimate so mm-hmm. i don't know i just think it's worth some consideration to him if i can't make 68 as big as those fights are hey i'm already the number one contender to the lineal unified champ of 75 it's not it, it's worth it's worth a thought mm-hmm. yeah yeah so, let's move on yeah. into the zone uh, and the, there's only one fight we need to talk about, and you already <laughs> and you already knew it was gonna deliver. And you right, doubted. Man. All right, we'll leave everybody else behind there. Hey, hey, hey. let's move on. What I say last week? Hey, Carson, I doubted so much. I was like, I was back at my my little wagon. Yeah, <laughs> I said the zone of Showtime. Man, I'm going Showtime. That's crazy. <laughs> SP said, "Hey, what? don't." He said, "Don't let him disappoint you." And he damn sure didn't disappoint. I came home, man. I see some. I see some. I see some tape. I see some tape. Chocolatey on Estrada. I effed up. Hey, let's start with Sean, cause and then we'll and then we'll go to then we'll go to Carson. Sean, what do you think about the fight? Chocolatito 
Well, it was such a great fight that like the casual buddy of mine I had on who doesn't love boxing like that. Yeah. Like, this is the best fight you've ever had me over for, man. We got to watch. He's all drunk. He's like, I love you, man. You got to have me over for more fights. Nice. And, and then the decision comes. Yeah. And, and he's like, what the fuck, man? They robbed Chocolatito. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, this is why I don't watch boxing all the time. Yeah, like, nah, he ain't coming over. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he ain't coming over. <laughs> right. right. He going to sober up and say, I ain't going over there no more. There you go. There you go. And, and I'm just sitting there like, yeah, but it's boxing. Like. Like, it didn't phase me. I'm just like, it was a great fight. Um, but but about the fight itself, like, we're so used to it. that That's, crazy. that's what I said. I said, crazy it's that crazy we, that we're so used yeah. to it that we're just numb to it now. That's and we're crazy. like, oh, well, we know who won. Let's move forward. We know the real Let's winner. Let's move on, right. But Maybe the, but the whole world ain't like us. And we, cannot, uh, we can't allow these judges to continue to do that because the whole world doesn't come where we come from, where we like, yeah, we, we understand it. They don't. And because like they don't understand wives, it, like oh, that's Henry. You know, he t- he he messes with other girls on the side. I don't pay that. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't personally see. No, no. So I I thought Chocolatito won by probably two three rounds. I wasn't like disgusted at Estrada getting the close call one fifteen one thirteen. Personally, Sean, you can, either Sean can correct me. I don't think I saw or heard of anyone saying Estrada won. I saw a lot of people saying I'm not mad that he won, but I don't think anyone was like, "Oh yeah, Strada won that fight." Hey, well, you, you look he, at you look at Twitter for both of us. So he said it was a draw, Estrada. He thought it was go. a draw. That, that tells you everything you need to know. And, yeah. and right before the decision, he, you know, not to play psychologist, but it seemed obvious he looked like the expression of "I fell short again." I fell yeah. short. You know, he he felt he looked like he knew he lost a good fight close to. This I can't. Game. I can't think of a fighter that after a fight won the fight and thought they didn't win the fight. Can I, can I, any of you tell me when that's happened? Mm-mm. Like he literally won. and was like, yeah, I thought it was a draw. I know yeah. it happened. I just can't remember. Like that. That's just wild to me, but that chocolatito is so good. And I mean, honestly, Estrada was great too. Like it, that was one of those fights where it's both of them had, had you know, a plus a performances at worst. 4,000 punches through, through the fight. 25 uh, two, 2500 oh 2500. 2500 I, I gave him both I gave him both 2000 I like it <laughs> 2500 like <laughs> between the two of them <laughs> yeah but that was that was such a such a fun fight to possible? watch that's I not think. possible then if they didn't no. do it then it, then it can't if be they done. didn't do it nobody <laughs> can do it yeah, they didn't do it it can't and, be done and chocolatito he just the way he can just stand there in the fire and just sit there and get off his little angles and just fire shots. I'm like, oh, man. I, I texted him. I was like, I love this dude, man. I love Chocolatito. Carson said, Carson said, Chocolatito is the number one boxer he loved to meet. Yeah. I said, I, I'm I, like, said I read him like, all right, cool. So how much can you communicate with him if you did meet him? Carson's like, yeah. I can't really communicate much, but I'd hug him. And I think he'd yeah, love he that. Just, <laughs> yeah, I think you'd appreciate it. Cause he, I see that sound so is so soft and like just, just, but he, you know. Like you go to the weigh-in and he has this big smile on his face and like he goes over to um, uh, doing the Grisham doing the interview and he like shakes his hand. He's got this big smile. He's so like happy and seems very nice. And then he gets in the ring and he's like, yeah, 12 rounds. I'm going to be in front of you firing the whole time. (laughs) But yeah, that that the 117, 111 is was an embarrassment, is an embarrassment. Glad the guy suspended. That's I, tough when that's the tough part about that is when 
when you have such a great fight, it's like it's like then there's a pin, yeah, put into the into the into and the it balloon. keeps happening, yeah, which we've mentioned. Yeah. Like it keeps happening. Like yeah. that that scorecard was so bad. It was so bad, and to at least when they so the WBA suspends him, and they, essentially they want to kind of research a little bit. I at least want him to have to answer to that, whether it's publicly or privately. I want them to say, "Hey, what the hell did you see? Yeah. Tell me which. Tell me what you saw that got you to that point." Because yeah. at least then he can be like, "Yeah, just I wasn't paying attention to the fight. I was texting and, and made up a score." <laughs> like something. I, I like it was incompetence and not corruption this time. I would agree. So many I, punches I flying. I think he just saw one guy. Like you, you know, just. So many shots flying that yeah. it was hard for him to make out what's going on. Which maybe he thought maybe he thought Chocolatito was Estrada for the first few rounds, and then was like, "Oh, damn!" And I've then he got confused again. I've done that before because <laughs> he had he had he had Estrada winning the first three rounds and the last five. Yeah. The last five, wow! And yeah. there was he was Estrada was wobbled in the twelfth, like it was. So wait, uh, he didn't have Estrada winning the sixth and the he so. So from eight to twelve, he has Estrada winning. So he didn't have Estrada winning the seventh, which might have been his best round. Yeah, the I guess seventh was definitely his best round. Find it, but yeah, the, and, he and, sounded and, like he might have got confused, like Sean said. No, I'm no, no, because that's happened to me before. Oh, it just I'm not a judge, so it doesn't matter. I was like, oh, hold up, <laughs> that's yeah. that's that guy. That can happen. So he, but you're not a judge. You're good. I know. I know. I told you they have had. a tough job. They have a tough job. So he had he had Estrada winning eight through twelve. He had Chocolatito winning seven and had Estrada no, winning six. There's no way he could have him winning seven when he won the set. I remember that clear. The sixth and the seventh were two of Estrada's best rounds. And then from like eight to ten, Chocolatito slowed it down a little bit and kind of well slowed it down for them. Right, yeah, by his out, level. Yeah. yeah, and then he outboxed them. Yeah. And then the last two, they go back to war. But that's a really suspect card because the seventh round was kind of clearly Estrada's round. And then the three rounds after that were kind of clearly for, you know, Roman Gonzalez. So, yeah. That doesn't need to be made public. If he if he, if he, he mistook Estrada I think for yeah, Estrada yeah, Tito, that I doesn't think it need, does to be, need to go public. Because then, cause then you can say, okay, he, he was – not unprofessional, but made a professional mistake. He it was embarrassing, whatever. Because then yeah. at least, because then if it's not, was it corruption? Right. Was it he thought so and so did this, this, and this? At well, you least can't then take you can the, be like, all right. It was the it was a bonehead play of the day. You can't you take the belt. You might you know say, are they trying to make a third fight? You know, a casual fan would. That's be like, what I. That's what I was thinking. That's right. what I was thinking. But you can't take the belt from Estrada. You know, you can't overturn the decision alone. You know, and then again, it it's that judge, but it also does. Uh, it, it's a it's a it's a reflection of the of the of the uh, that uh, not Dallas, the Texas State Athletic Commission. You know, so um, at the at the sake of uh, protecting him to protect boxing, you you don't make it public. You just say, "Hey, he 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 made a mistake." And, you know, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I see where Carson coming from too. Like, you need to hold. You want to make this decision? Yeah. Do you have this up? You yeah. need to step up and accept it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's an it's in any sport, but in any sport, you have to answer for stuff. If yeah. if you make if if we're playing basketball and you 
Chris Webber calls that timeout. You don't think Chris Webber had to answer about calling the timeout and costing them the game? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As a judge, you messed up, sit in front of a microphone and say, hey, I, I thought this happened. And then somebody can say, oh, well, if you thought this, why would you do this? And then you, you have to talk through your process. You can't just throw the scorecard and then just be gone and, and nobody – Presses you on it. Well, I, I feel hey, like we. Hey, we Sean, I, one, of, one of your fights, a judge had you losing one seventeen, one eleven. My fight, uh, my my fight with um, with Ugas, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> See how I that's how I come. That's, I come, point. that's I, how he feels right now. I ain't come looking for nobody, you know. Yeah, but it's, I, it's probably because I got my hand raised, you know. But yeah, and, and and again, it was such a great fight, and I'm not. I think Estrada is a is a worthy fighter, and I don't I don't hate that he got the yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just that wide scorecard. I just think you need to be you have to sit there and, and ask people and say, "Hey, I'm an idiot. Sorry." <laughs> like, like, so being suspended, what what does the judge get? Like probably what, nothing. He'll you don't sus- get paid. You get the, they hold your pay. I, I don't think so. I think he'll be suspended. And they said he wasn't supposed to have any fights coming up anyway. So it yeah, might be. That's my it thing. It could end up being a ceremonial. Yeah, we suspended him. We were be- questioning this, and then there's nothing. Because comes Carson, up. ain't this like a side job type deal? Probably. So, whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I was. It was just. It kind of like Sean said. It, it it kind of took the air out of the night a little bit. But I think I I love the fights so much, and I think the true fight fans like. Like Sean Zatel mentioned, we we knew something like that could happen, and I think we just enjoyed that. I mean, twelve rounds. You want you want to show, like you said, a casual fan a fight to watch. Throw that on, and they will enjoy themselves. I think, yeah, you throw that on, and then you stop the the, the tape after that last yeah. round, and you just go on about your business, and everybody's like, yeah, "Yo, pretend that like was, there was no winner or loser, no winner or loser in that one." Like, <laughs> yo, that was a bomb fight, right? There. I wouldn't even have hated the draw either. I thought this. I thought that at the time I was like, I don't hate a draw. I think Chocolatito won somewhat comfortably. But... I had eight five Chocolatito. Yeah, eight four. Excuse me, eight four. Yeah, I just, I yeah, I, I thought he won comfortably, but yeah. again, I, I can't, I can't be mad at somebody that thinks that Estrada won a close fight. I can't, but. That one, yeah, one seventeen, one eleven. You're just you're embarrassing yourself with that mm-hmm. in a big way. Yeah, Chocolatito solidifies his legend again, man. I'd actually, I'd rather see him fight the Sorong V side fight now instead of a third fight with Estrada. Do you think so? Because I Sorong V side just seems to have his number. Yeah, it just seems like yeah. one of those things he just can't seem to beat him. Carson's like, I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> I just mean that's that, that's that's all that's left. You already beat Estrada, who's a great fighter. If he could. Yeah. He could somehow turn the tables on Sora and Visa. I mean, a lot of I thought he won the first fight. If he could make it that kind of fight again, then I think, it, yeah, I think a big frustration from some people that I saw is that he's not young. That he's not a guy that you know this decision goes against him. Who cares? We'll still get him for another seven years, and we'll get to enjoy him. He's clearly towards the end of his career. Still great, obviously, but mm-hmm. the fact that he gets robbed in this decision and eh, not robbed, but short end of this decision and then there's not going to be that time for him to continue to stack his legacy up that it's kind of tough that way yeah he's on that every you never know every great fighter has one last great fight in them so you never know if that was it yeah so he wasted it it was like in uh was it big daddy where they wasted the good surprise on on him Uh, it could (laughs) have could have wasted his great performance but and then moving on to your guy sp closing it out man legend uh 
I was trying to get some other people to come on here with me and talk about this, but I couldn't get anybody, not not who I wanted. So um, what I did was, obviously, with everything going on yesterday, it was like I couldn't think about anything else. And um, I couldn't really focus on anything else. I, I kind of halfway watched the fights, kind of forced myself to watch the fights a little bit. And, of course, spent a lot of time with my family uh, just to, to kind of distract myself from it. Um, I came up with three stories that I'm going to tell about um, Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Uh, actually, four. Because and that's his real name, too, to kick that off. Which is the why. The fact that that's his real name is unbelievable. Which is why you guys might, the last story that I'm going to tell you guys, I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I don't care. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, the first time I met Marvin Hagler was at a convention. And um, <clears throat> when I found out he was there, I was like, I was like, there's no way I'm not going to see him. There's no way I'm not going to, you know, talk to him and say hello. And I mean, I, I, I try my best not to look thirsty, but I followed him around the room. And because I understand my place in boxing, I looked at everybody else and I said, you guys have your opportunities now, because if I don't get it now, I'm sure I'll get it another time. And I just I, I, I followed them and I watched them. And one thing I learned from my dad, my dad says, you study people. Learn people, learn who they are and what they what they're all about. And I just watched them move. I watched them shake hand after hand and smile and take pictures and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this dude looks really cool. And I and I could not wait for my opportunity to meet him. I met him. And the only thing I could think of was tell this dude how special he is to you, you know. And um, I did. I told him that he was a big reason why I boxed, um, which is why I'm wearing blue and well, dark blue and a light blue. This is what he wore in his fight against uh, Tommy Herms, which is really the fight that made me say he's my favorite fighter. Uh, Marvin, marvelous Marvin, when we met, I I just broke it all down to him. I said, "Listen, um, you you my favorite fighter of all time, and you know I I watched you, and I just always kind of wanted to to be you, and you know I'm here now, and I just want to tell you thank you." And he says, he said, "Oh no, I've I've heard of you. I I, I know who you are, and uh, it's nice to meet you too. And thank you for the kind words, all that kind of stuff." And and we broke, and that was it. And like for me, one thing a lot of people don't know about me is I'm I'm kind of I get very shy in in certain situations, and so it took a lot of, for me to kind of like get out there and and go see him, and then to even go even further to say all that to him, and for him to be receptive of it, like that that was coined one of my favorite, or not favorite, but one of the best days of my life. I met him. This is my second story. Second time I meet him was out here again in Vegas. Another convention's going on, you know, and uh, at this point. I had uh, had already met him that one time, so I walked up to him. I said, "I said, hey, um, marvelous Marvin Hagler, I'm Sean Porter. Do you remember meeting me um, X Y Z ago?" And he says, "Oh no, man, I know who you are. You're one of my favorite fighters." I'm like, "I'm like, hmm. I said, no way. You stop playing." He said, "No, really, you you're one of my favorite fighters. You and your dad, you guys are doing really good." At that point in time, he actually said, he said, I like Andre Berto too. He said, Keith Thurman, it's a couple of you guys out there that I really like. And if any young guys are watching this story right now, this is what I want to tell you guys. Because at that moment, I did not, I never realized until that moment that when these greats who we have always 
admired and, and appreciated. When Once they're gone from the sport, they don't leave the sport. They still love it and they still want to watch it. So any young guys out there, any of your favorites right now, your job is to turn them, turn yourself into their favorites later. And that's exactly what I was able to do with, with Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And I, I couldn't believe it when he told me that. And I was like stuck in that in that spot when he said that. And I was I looked at my dad. Did you see what he said? My dad said, "No, I didn't hear." It. He said, "I said, uh, Marvin Marvin Hagler said I'm 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 one of his favorite fighters." I was stuttering all that. My dad said, "My dad said really." I said, "Yeah." He said, "That's pretty cool, ain't it?" I said, "I can't believe it." I was like, "I can't believe it," you know. And but that's that's who he was to me he just was that special and when he told me that i was that special to him or you know or in sake of words i was like i couldn't believe i was blown away so the third opportunity that i had to be around marvin marvelous marvin Hagler was in uh at canastota at the uh hall of fame my dad and i they were inviting us to come there for year for years and we had never went and we finally uh decided that hey this is the summer we got time let's go out there let's let's enjoy it and all that I didn't know who was going to be there. I didn't know what it was all about and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just like a convention, all the greats are there. And come to find out, Marvelous Marvin Hagler is there every single year for like something crazy, like 20 or 30 years straight. Every single year has his own car that he that he leaves there every year that he drives through the parade. Um, he uh, ran the, the 5K every single year uh, with the people. He didn't run behind them he didn't run in front of them he ran with the people when I got a chance to see him in in the hall of fame that was my opportunity to do what my dad always said study and and watch and and listen and just pay attention and I watched him and I said I said wow I chose this dude to be my favorite fighter when I was like 10 years old because he was exciting because he was the shorter guy fighting Tommy Hearns because he he had muscles and because he was like he was a beast in the ring. I said, I chose him because of that. I said, I am who I am. I'm humble. I, I love everybody. I spend as much time as I can with everybody. I just th- that's me. I don't care. Other people are like, oh, no, keep going. You don't, you don't have to spend that much time. No, I'm going to spend time because I want to. But to see him spend time with fans every single year after year after year in Canastota, not because he had to, but simply because he wanted to. I said, wow, I actually chose a guy who I tried to emulate and to come to find out we actually had the same type of mentality and the same type of of, uh, personality when it comes to uh, being approachable. Uh, by fans and being approachable by just you know the common person who normally wouldn't have an opportunity to see us and um, when I got to see that that's kind of like what put the stamp on it that he would be like one of my favorite people ever you know what I mean and um, the last story that I'm going to tell you guys is that his real name is Marvelous Marvin Hagler I did not know that mm-hmm. until last Legendary. night and, and they were talking about it last night. And, and you guys can text my dad, call my dad, hit him up on, on IG, anything like that. I told my dad on Wednesday, I said, Dad, I've been thinking about changing my name to Showtime Sean Porter. And he looked at me, he said, what, really? I said, yeah. I said, I've been thinking about it for years. 
I said, but I, I just, you know, I don't think I want, I don't know whether or not I want to do it. But how how that thought came up is every time I write a check and I go to write Sean Porter, I always <laughs> almost write Showtime and then I have to redo some stuff and make it Sean Porter. And some years ago, and I was like, you know what? I want to, if I just change my name to Showtime Sean Porter, then it won't, then it won't make a difference. And I'm watching TV last night and I hear that his real name is Marvelous Marvin Hagler. And I'm like, I'm like, there's just so many parallels between myself and this guy, a guy who did not have an easy career, a guy who stepped up and fought everybody when he had the opportunity to fight everybody, a guy who just simply wanted to be great and didn't want to be acknowledged as the greatest, but just wanted to be great. A guy who was going to go out there and give it everything he had every single fight and fight with not only his intelligence and his skills, but also his heart. And that's 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 who I am and what I do. And I mean, last night I was hurt hearing about Marvin. I was hurt. I know a lot of people like, you know, why is he so why is he so hurt? Why is he? I felt connected. I really felt connected in it. And and when I think about my childhood of saying that's going to be my favorite fighter, just looking at his muscles and the way he fought and things like that. And then seeing him interact and saying, well, I picked the dude to be my favorite fighter. We got a lot in common. And then getting close enough to him to see like how how the how we parallel how how the things are really similar between him and I last night kind of broke me up y'all and I, I was hurting and y'all can see that I'm hurting right now but you know it, it'll be all right and and I'm and I'm praying for his family and all that kind of stuff sure um the last thing I want to say then we'll we'll get off of here obviously y'all will have a chance to speak or whatever but I am going to get into documenting fighters. I think that's something that really hasn't been done. I know we've seen movies, but we haven't seen like the code in in the in in it all in the thick of it all. And I feel like I have what it takes to do that. So I wanted to do that, and that's the one that I won't be able to get to do, unfortunately. But I I, I loved him, man. He was he was just different. And to me, anybody all people always ask who who I think the greatest fight of all time is marvelous Marvin Hagler. And, and you you mentioned Hurton, and I think his greatness was that it wasn't just the boxing fans that were hurting. I think it was sports fans and just people. Yeah. You saw people all over social media that were like, "Man, I, when you think of fights, I think of Hagler and Hearns." Like it, I know I saw Browns fans. I saw Miles Garrett posted about you know mm. Marvin Hagler. It was just the whole sports community specifically was just like, "Man, that was." You talk about what boxing is and what boxing should be. It was that dude. It was like that was dude. Everything you wanted, like mm-hmm. fight the best. Yeah. Check. Yeah. <laughs> Power, speed. Check. Yeah. Like yeah. good dude. Like you said outside the ring. Yeah. Check. Like he just. I the. I think the best quote. I can't think who posted it, but he said the difference between street fighting and boxing is that there's a ref to stop me from killing you. Uh. It's, one, it's one of the most ruthless quotes <laughs> oh, I've ever man. heard. But uh, yeah, no, definitely thoughts, thoughts with his family and, and yeah. a big loss for the boxing community, yeah. the sports community, the world, just yeah. in general overall. Yeah. You guys got anything else? We good. We good, man. Oh, no. I'm, 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 oh, go ahead. Sean. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, go, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, go ahead. It's funny you mentioned that quote, Carson, because he had a lot of great quotes. You know, it's hard to wake up and run in silk pajamas mm-hmm. at 5 a.m. once mm-hmm. you're wearing silk pajamas. Yeah. And, his 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 war hat, you know that would. Yeah. I remember being on 
a lot of the the hardcore boxing fans on internet forums back in the day, whoever your fighter was, you know, you war De La Hoya, war Trent on their fight week. Once oh, their wow. fight came up, you, yeah. you would say war and insert, you know, yeah, the fighter yeah. here. Yeah. So it's, you know, for being the, the hard nose, no nonsense guy he was, he definitely had personality mm-hmm. at the same time because mm-hmm. he has all these great quotes yeah. that we can remember. Yeah. You know, so yeah. he wasn't just this bald headed brute, you know, he had a lot, but um, I just want to say a few things and I'll, I'll yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. You know, um, you know what? Uh, Take Hagler. Go ahead. Mark, do it. Do it. You know, Ali Frazier, Ali Foreman, you know, Thrill in Manila, Rumble in the Jungle. But right after that, Hagler Hearns might be the number one fight you heard about when you first fell in love with boxing. Mm-hmm. And he's probably goes down as one of the top 10, if not 10, maybe 15, you know, 10 to 15 most famous fighters that ever lived. Yeah. And, and you know, and, uh, and everyone loves to go up and down divisions, but he, he made it. He, he brought honor to dominating the division below heavyweight, yeah. you know, and staying in one division and dominating a division. He had 11 of his 12 title defenses were by knockout. Uh, you know, sorry, I'm looking at some notes. that I made. No, 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 no. You do you. Yeah. He, he, you know, he, you talked about like yourself, you had to fight the best and not always as the A side. Mm-hmm. And he, he really carved out a great path for guys like a, like Bernard Hopkins is my favorite fighter. And I feel like he's so similar to what Marvin Hagler was in Blue spirit. Mm-hmm. And even even the Terrence Crawford, you know, like with the switching styles and the meanness, is mm-hmm. he, he created this path that if you're if you're not the the biggest, most sensational talker, or if you're not the gold medalist, yeah. or if you're not the fighter with the television network deal. Mm-hmm. You could still become great and you could still become famous mm-hmm. in the sport and mm-hmm. be in great and be in huge super fights. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he showed that. And then also just in the X's and O's talking about how he fought. Everyone's seen Hagler Hearns, but I really urge boxing fans to watch the fight with John Mugabe right after to see that beautiful piston jab he had. And, and he could counter punch. He could move and box and move his head. He wasn't just some slugger. Because yeah. everyone's seen Hagler Hearns, so we think of him as this come forward slugger. Mm-hmm. He wanted to take one, mm-hmm. but he could really box too. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. there's a reason why Sugar Ray Leonard admitted that he waited him out a couple years before he finally got in the ring with mm-hmm. with Marvelous Marvin. So um, it makes sense that that he would be close with you, Sean, and like yeah. you, because I, I think you you keep that lineage going that yeah. connects us to the yesteryears of boxing, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, I just wanted to get out a lot of praise for Marvelous Marvin. Appreciate you, know, you on, for on doing his day. It was, Yeah, he's one of the few celebrity deaths that when I heard about it, I blocked it out. It was like ah, I don't even want to. Me too. Me I don't too. even want to think about it right now. Yeah, me too. Because it hurts. Yeah, because of what me it too. meant to boxing. Yeah, so, me too. Yo, no. listen, that is the Portaway podcast. Did you have something else, Carson? No, okay. I mean we had we have a we have a couple. Quick fan questions if we want to really rock through. All right, let's but, do it real quick. Yeah, let's right. let's cut the music. So, let's do it real quick. Yeah, cut the music. So first one <laughs> is so there's actually one for me, which is which is nice. Oh, so someone, oh, they nice. gave me a soccer one. They want me to run through it. So oh. Barcelona or Madrid, Barcelona, uh, Manchester United over Liverpool. Uh, we'll go Rangers over Celtic, uh, Chivas over America, Inter Milan over AC Milan. Bayern over Dortmund, PSG over Marseille, and Boca over River Plate. But bet the house yeah. on it. Sh- yeah. sh- no, those, sh- shout out! Those, who, I think 
Shout oh, out so that was uh, oh, oh, Panama Hurtado. Oh, oh, those were, right. I think, they were asking my favorites between those. Two, oh, so that's I thought we were thinking bets. No, 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 no. And then, so <laughs> no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so the one, the one fan question for SP was, uh, when you bring other fighters on the show and give them a chance to kind of to speak, get give uh, everyone to know them, do you feel that you're getting something out of those interviews as far as uh, learning or growth? And that is from KG on YouTube. Ask KG's question one more time, please. So when you have guests on the show, other uh-huh. fighters or other guys, do you feel you're getting something in terms of learning from them or growth from them speaking from yourself? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. All of them, especially for me, I get to see how somebody else thinks and kind of, you know, I can I connect the dots between what you're saying in terms of what shows out shows up in the performances that you have. One in specific is Calvin Ford. We had him on here. And um, there is a segment that I do on NBC uh, SN on for Ring City that it's actually came from uh, Calvin Ford. So shout out to Calvin Ford. We were talking about the fight with um, with Leo Santa Cruz and Tank. And I believe it was you, Carson, who asked the question, did you expect him to do anything different? Calvin Ford said, well, no, we knew his DNA was to fight. And we knew that at some point we were going to get him to fight us, and that will be where we would take him out. I think that was Ant, for all fairness. Okay, but I don't want the credit. Give it to Ant. At any rate, when I heard DNA, like a light bulb comes up over my head, yeah. and so like we were talking, we do the whole thing, and I just that DNA like that stuck with me because I heard I had never heard it that way. I, I got it quick, but I never heard it that way, so it stuck with me. And then so producers with NBC come to me and say, hey, uh, we're thinking about doing something cool, uh, something different. What what do you got for us? Can you can you think of some things? And I mean, like immediately they, they said, give us a call back. I said, I don't need to call you. I got the perfect thing. You know, so what we do is we offer the DNA of both fighters and what you can expect out of that fight, out of the main event. So that's um just something that I took from one of the interviews just as an example. But I listen to everybody, man, and I'm always trying to learn. Yeah, a lot of different. We've had a lot of different guests, a lot of different perspectives, which mm-hmm. I think whether you can learn from it. I know, I know, Ant and I both have come away from interviews like, damn, I learned yeah. a hell of a lot yeah. from some of those guys. Yeah. So I think it's nice for the fans as well as us to to learn from these guests we've had. But can, I, can I start the music now? Fire that music! Hey, up. Hey, yeah, Sean, go, you gotta start the music. But hey, man, the best way you can honor marvelous is keep being Sean Porter, man. Yeah. yeah. And for all fighters, right. all yeah. fighters, yeah. following his footsteps, fight the best. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> fight Sean, the best. Sean really just want to fight the best. I mean, yeah. well, I'm saying other I, fighters should yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah. Terrence Crawford, um, <laughs> fight the best. Take challenge yourself hey, and do. Your hey, thing. yeah, hey, person behind the camera. Yeah, we wrapping up. My damn business. Okay? <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't enjoy what you saw because I know you did. What you need to do now. Hit that subscribe button, hit the like, hit that notification button. Check us out every week, every Tuesday, something new for you right here on the Port Away Podcast. Whether you want a laid back trail to hit with friends or you're planning something more adventurous, All Trails Plus is your guide to making the most of your time outdoors. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus with code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast.